Now betting for the sports animal. Your afternoon drive. Number two, Menon, Van Nunley, and Fred Slow. And in the on-deck circle, Amory Castillo. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. It's Monday, Albuquerque. You know what that means? That means the boys are live at Howie's. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go on that. I, of course, am Fred Slow alongside me, Van Nunley, and your general manager of Howie Sports Page, Luke Markwith. Luke, welcome, brother. Thank you, as always. Yes, somehow I generally manage. <laughs> Van, you take over. I got to fix hey, my so look. Luke is more than a general manager. I mean, you're obviously the meme. You're the mascot. You're the head janitor. The, you're, the, wear, you're the superintendent. But, wear, mo- but on Mondays, you're the glizzy chef. Yes. Luke Markwith, baby. I wear many hats here at Howie's. But all only backwards. Yes. <laughs> yeah, backwards hats only. Well, just when I'm on the radio, you got to see the face you know, when we're on live. Totally. The, the money maker. You're so good looking, you, you have can, to. You can tune in with us on Facebook.com slash TalkABQ. We very much would appreciate that if you did because we enjoy it greatly when you're here with us. 505-246-0610, the sports animal text line. Reach out to your boys. We're going to laugh a lot today. Recap the NFL weekend. College football is is coming to a head right now. Conference championships are lining up. You got an idea about bowl games. That team down south, your guys' New Mexico State Aggies is set for a conference championship right down there in Conference USA. And they, a uh, little room, little, there's a talk. They might be in contention for the New Mexico Bowl, which would be kind of an incredible Ooh. thing. There's a talk, boys. I'm familiar. I'm seeing it. I'm just, seeing the just talk. Just don't let them in the practice facility. No, no. Where will they practice? Uh, in the parking lot. <laughs> it's a whole yeah. other conversation. With us tailgating. So we're going to have a lot of fun with that. Uh, first, because we, we have to, it's, uh, we, boys, Lobo football this weekend. <sighs> they had a game. Are we yeah. going to talk about it? We're I just going to just say I mean, what are we they were there. What are we doing? They were there. They, hey, they played Boise State Start- in Boise. Let's set the bar that low. That happened. Yeah, let's set the bar low. Started off looking like it was going to be a shootout, and then we just got outshot. Well, when you score in seven of your first eight possessions. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty good. Pretty, uh, pretty, uh, pretty good. <sighs> it's over. That bowl promise is over. There's no playing past your final one. We know when the final one is. I mean, and the polite way to say it is Lobo's fall to the Broncos, 42-17. The actual way to say it is um, wasn't, wasn't really in the mix. No. No. What, it was 21-14 there for a second? For a second? Yeah. You're not wrong. That was my favorite part. That second? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the second? I was really into the game. On that stretch. Special teams, obviously, a big issue still. Opening kickoffs, game returns, some stands. I mean, Boise State going for the two-point conversion out the gate to start the 8 It's just they were going to come out. They were going to dictate at their home. They were going to do that thing. We did not have a 2015 replay. There was a little piece of me that was like, all right, they're going to come out hungry. 
Coach G gets to play with his shiny new toy. They moved on, went to Devin Dampier, making some plays. He didn't play awful. No. He is fun to watch. Started the game well. Yeah. yeah. So I think even Coach G knows that we got to look towards next season and see what we got and build from that. Because to me, uh, Dylan Hopkins give you the best chance to win with this incantation sure. of the New Mexico Lobos. But if we're looking towards the future, we're looking towards next season, we got to get Devin Dampier some really uh, important reps, and that's what they did on Saturday. First half was um, closer. Second half started off rough, missed field goal for obviously UNM, kind of dictated what the second half was going to look like. Was not the squad. How was the crowd watching the UNM game here? We had a great crowd. Yeah. Uh, the, for the first half, they were entertained. Second half, they got a little distracted. <laughs> I, I just don't know, boys. Like, and then it not to say it was, it was give up time, but there in the second half, I think there was just like multiple points in a row there in the, our points, punts in the fourth quarter, where both teams were just waiting for the clock to run down. Like, right. this thing had been decided. I don't like the idea that my team felt like it had been decided. It felt like it had been decided. Yeah, I mean, that's the vibe I got, too, towards the second half. And, brutally honest, your boy quit watching after a while. (sighs) And that's a bummer where it wasn't close enough to keep me interested and keep me yelling at the television and hoping for a big play, hoping for a turnover, hoping for that fumble return for a touchdown or pick six. Yeah, the big, yeah, yeah, the momentum shift. A big momentum shifter. It just never came, and the distance kept going more and more and more. But if I'm going to be glass half full kind of guy, I'm going to be positive. I like what I saw out of Devin Dampier. Uh, Sure. Yeah. I'll subscribe to that. When when they exhausted their pre-planned playbook, I think at that point he was 9 for 10, looking really good. He got off to a great start. But once they they got through the original game plan and they had to play it on the fly, kind of better team stepped up and took control of the game and – Kudos to Boise State. We didn't let them pull off. They didn't let us pull off an upset. Seventeen to twenty-six for the day, two hundred yards. It was. Um, I mean, it was a wild one. Yeah, I mean, making adjustments just has not been the strong point of the team this year. No, sure. and and that was evident again. Like you said, once they had to go off script, there was just no adjustments that that could get them back in it. Two more games remaining in the season, and I'll be that guy. I'll be that guy going to Fresno, obviously, and then. At home is Utah State last. Is that right, Utah State? Yeah, yeah, that's on Black Friday. Yeah. We're going to win that one. I mean, are we? Yeah, I'm going to get some skin in the game on that one. Yeah. Lobos are going out on a high note. Devin Dampier is going to get his reps next couple weeks. We're going out on a high note. We're beating Utah State. We lost to one Aggie. Now we got to beat the other Aggie. Three games. That's all this team ever wins. Three games. 2016. That's the last time this team won more than three games. And you're looking at real interesting finish of the year because you cannot move forward to a bowl game. No. Coach Gonzalez promised a bowl game. We're not getting that. We were told there would be a bowl game. There will be no bowl game. What do you do with your guys? You keep playing your regular guys? They're not winning games. Yeah. You play your young guys? Like, And then you have to put on, and I don't know if it's visual or audio or whatever, you have to block out every conversation, the one that we're having right now. Right. 
where it's you're still football players. You're still a team. You're still playing for a goal. You're still doing that thing. I mean, you do it. You do it for the seniors. You want them to go out on a high note. You want to play your asses off for these guys who might not ever get this opportunity ever again. So just because you know you're out of a bowl game, just because you know that the season wasn't what you expected at the beginning, you still go out there and you fight with your best friends. You still go out there and you fight with your teammates. Like, there's no reason to just throw in the towel. Well, and it's tough trying to find that balance because you want to give the seniors their time in their last couple games, but you also want to see what you got building for the future and get right. some reps for the young guys and, and kind of get into the offseason on that note as well. Conference-wise, record-wise, kind of all those things, Boise State and the University of New Mexico were playing for the same thing. They are playing for outside chance, dark horse, like let's get – a bowl opportunity here. We got to beat each other to be in consideration. And playing with the exact same deck of cards, playing with the exact same hand, Boise State the better football team. I saw it. Yeah, I mean they had some injuries too, and we're starting a freshman quarterback as well, I yeah. believe. And so I mean it's well, if we're talking about saying they're playing the same game, they're not playing with the same deck of cards. Boise State was at home, and they started off with better players on their roster. That's not the exact same hand. It might be the same game, but I was holding out hope. I thought a few things could have went right on the road. Lobo's program's done it before. I know they'll do it again, but they did not do it on Saturday. Friend of the show, Joseph, joins us on the Sports Animal Hotline. Joseph, how are you, brother? Good. Good. Thanks for taking my call. So I was watching that, that Lobo football game, and I thought once we started scoring some uh, some touchdowns, I thought, okay, we can we have a chance uh, to compete. And then we went get on defense. One or two players, they give up an 80 yard touchdown. It, you can't do that. I mean, I think the biggest problem is not the offense; it's our defensive backfield. They can't stop anybody. Oh, surrendering 484 yards. Give up or score 35 points if you if you give up 70 points. Well, Joseph, you're right in a lot of ways, and good call. You know, I I think you're right about the defense. Thanks, Joseph. The thing that is another step to it is Boise is up eight rip, right? Like the boys score, they kick the field goal. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to be not trying to be that guy right now, but I'll be the guy that says. You have to score again anyways. Like, you have to. Like, you, you're you not going to win 8-7. You're creating another situation where you have to get in the end zone. I do recognize the field goal, but here's the thing. If you miss a two-point conversion, field goal still wins it for you. Yeah, sure. Like, like, set that dictation early. Like, go out there and say, hey, we see we have to cross the goal line one more time. We can just do it right now. We're only two yards away. We'll just do it right now. We got you. I didn't hear who the caller was. I'm so sorry, Jerry. Friend of the show, Sal. Sal, welcome to the program and the Sports Animal Hotline. Uh, yes, uh, I, I'd like to, you know, uh, say that uh, there could be a, a, a historic uh, event for local football that they could lose to three teams named the Aggies if, oh, gosh. you know, uh, uh, Utah State. Uh, comes to Albuquerque and wins next week uh, after the Lobos have lost to uh, the Texas uh, 
Aggies and the New Mexico Aggies. So, and, and if they lose to the Utah Aggies, which is a very good possibility, uh, uh, is that, uh, I think that is kind of a historic thing, isn't it? Utah put it on the Lobos last year, winning 27 to 10. So you've heard of a golden sombrero. Yes. I think if you lose the three Aggies, that's the golden Stetson. I think you're correct. Yeah. Yes. Whoopsie. It's well, not a trophy well, we well, want. Go, good luck to you guys. Uh, uh, I hate you, but uh, <laughs> I, I do. Why well, I despise you, uh, but uh, uh, go to hell. Lost me there at the end, Sal. Okay. that's um, Put him on the list. All right. Put him on the wall. Oh, gosh. All right. Now we got a three-peat of Aggies, and we got a three-peat of band callers. Was it something I said? Yeah. <laughs> Luke's here. <laughs> Luke's supposed to balance us two out. I'm going to, like, I'm going to dump Radio Fred for a second. Hear me out. Get a life. Sure. Just get a life. Hey. Get a hobby. Get an interest. Find a loved one. Go touch grass. Like, like find counseling in someone that is not your church <laughs> to tell you yeah. that the world is okay. I hate to break it to that gentleman who can remain unnamed forever. And a small handful of his ilk. Yeah. Guess what? Hate listening. It still counts. It's still listening. So... Thanks for, thanks for being an enemy of the show. <laughs> Four out of five days a week, Luke, we say, hey, we're live from wherever. No one. No one ever shows up in opposition. It's always support. But you get weird stuff. People will call Howie's, and they'll say, hey, you know, Van and Fred suck. And you say, oh, man. It's like, we know. We well, get the yeah, show. Block your number. <laughs> it's so weird. Oh, God, the I love of, it so much. The amount of, and Luke, you get this, the amount of micro, like, impact that you allow to turn in, like, a macro impact in your life is not the outside influence. Oh, yeah. No, like, right. stop. Stop. And it's also, like, Amory's off today, right? Amory's got the day off. They know. They know Jerry's in the studio. Yeah. They call because Jerry's uh, in the studio. Sure. Yeah, Jerry. I see how it is. Jerry, Good job screening. Jerry, okay. ice the phone calls the rest of the day. We're gonna, <laughs> okay. We're going to go to break. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Jerry, if you can smell cheap vodka and Xanax over the phone, yeah. quit letting them on air. If you can tell the person calling also <laughs> voted Reagan into office, let's go ahead and just move on to the next one. It's two men on live from Howie's Sports page, recapping the NFL. When More we like get back. Truman. Two men on. <laughs> 95.9 FM and AM 610. The sports animal. You guys know how I don't watch, like, any soccer? You know, I'm not, like, a soccer guy. You know, Unless I, like, it's friend of the show, New Mexico United, obviously. Well, that's different. Yeah. That's for the culture. Mm-hmm. I had to watch soccer last night for Sunday Night Football, and it sucked. It sucked so bad. <laughs> yeah. A lot of long penalty kicks. Just what are we doing? Yeah. What are you doing, NFL? Why do these soccer players keep kicking it over the goal? It's very weird. Jerry, is it true I told you to stop taking calls, but you took a call? Um, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) If this caller... I screened him very well. He promised me he's not going to burn me. If this caller cusses us out, Jerry, clean out your cubby. Clean out your cubby. Yeah. Go to the other side of the wall. That was a good run. 
You stay KKOB <laughs> forever. Who's with us? Steve-O. Friend of the show, Steve. Welcome, Steve, to the Sports Animal Hotline hey. where you can uh, where you can toss Sal in. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what went on before I called in, but uh, I just wanted to say that I've never heard two guys on the radio like you two, and I love it. Oh, my. Hang up the phone. Oh, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> okay, also, also cut say, that one. I'm with Van on Utah State. That the Lobos are going to be Utah State, and they probably don't count them out against Fresno State. Okay. They might win five games this year. I am also a glass half full kind of guy, Steve. <laughs> Fresno State, I'm not as confident on, but I like no? a walk off win for the season. I think so. At too. home. Yeah. So we don't get an Aggie sweep. No. I don't even know what that meant. But uh, <laughs> you guys, you're doing a great job. Howie's is the place to be. Oh, Thanks for doing God. everything you guys do. Good job. I like this guy. Yeah. Steve Palmasano, the Albuquerque Dukes, <laughs> taking advantage. Is that who that was? Taking advantage of huh. the Sports Animal Hotline. I was going to let that sizzle. 505-246-0610. After a caller told us to, um, told us to, he said, he said, listen, pack your things, move to another town. <laughs> and quit radio forever. There. <laughs> Take two weeks off and then quit altogether. Yes. So stupid. He <sighs> said he hated us. He, he That goes beyond the word he started with, despise. Yeah. Hate is worse than despise. Yeah. Yeah. I despise a lot of things. Yeah, so he's warming up to you. They're mostly weather related. Yeah, like people passing me on the right. I despise that. Oh, I do despise I don't hate them, though. You just understand they're going through some stuff they're in their life. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go to the texter where after we hang up on you, what they do is they they text. They te- that's what they're immediately doing. Ugh. The story of the weekend is not NFL football. The story of the weekend is Jim Harbaugh. We're going to hit on that as well. We'll react to scores first. Okay, boys. I watched Sunday Night Football last night. Um, it was not for your boy. It, I cannot anymore stomach these things i have decided i am red zone channel only moving forward a complete intact nfl game with this type of offense makes me want to gouge my own eyeballs out of my favorite head my own head i cannot do it moving forward the new york jets have only lost one game where their defense allowed less than 20 points their, their defense is so good. It is so good. It is an embarrassment how bad their offense and especially their quarterback play is. Like, Aaron Rodgers going down was awful. Awful. For, well, that's the for their playoff hopes. But I didn't think it was going to be this bad. Well, not only that, they have so many primetime games this year yes, because of that. Because of- and then Rodgers goes down and it's like, well, here's Zach Wilson on Sunday night. An absolute clinic on how to play defense. Yeah. Every single week, over and over again. I'm going to read you guys some numbers. Field goal 10-13. Field goal 6-15. Field goal 111. Field goal 11-48. Field goal to in the half. Field goal 2-36. Oh, touchdown, boys. Luck. At 14 minutes and 10 seconds into the fourth quarter. 
Touchdown, boys. The only thing that would have made that better is that they missed the extra point after all the kicks. Oh, field goal, 11-58. <laughs> the Jets chasing seven. Kicked a field goal. Chasing seven. I wonder they, if Rodgers made that call, too, after the uh, the last year with the Packers and going <laughs> for the field goal. Oh, man. Yeah, that's probably on him for sure. It's like, hear me out. It didn't work last time, but going, going, I don't know what the, the tally is up to now, but as of the beginning of the fourth quarter, the Jets have not scored a touchdown on 37 straight drives, and then they played the whole fourth quarter. So it's got to be in the 40s now. It is an embarrassment to modern football that these guys cannot score a touchdown, even one a game. They can't rush the ball. That's going to slow you down. They can't throw the ball. That's going to slow you down. You kind of run out of options after those two. No, those Jets, are the two big ones. You're, you're kind of halfway there. We're going to pull nine fumble ruskies. The Jets can run the ball, but they can't pass the ball, so they load seven or eight dudes into the box every single play, so it looks like they can't run the, the ball. The leading rusher for the Jets yesterday, Zach Wilson. Four attempts, 54 yards. Brees Hall, a impressive 2.2 yards per carry on 13 of them. Ugh. And Dalvin Cook is still continuing to get paid. Good for him. Yeah. A epic season for Dalvin Cook, man. <laughs> Two years off. Six Got six milli. Got to fly a helicopter into training camp on hard knocks, and he hasn't broke a sweat all year. That is a hell of a gig. Josh Jacobs is he back. He plays up. less than the punter. Significantly less yeah. than the Jets punter. If the punter is also the holder on extra points and field goals, then absolutely yes. <laughs> Josh Jacobs is back, everyone. Let's go. All right, welcome back, buddy. Over a hundo. Didn't punch it in, but that's okay. Because this is what you do when you have a new head coach. Go with your best players. It's so crazy to me how coaches think they're smarter than the talent on their team. Give the ball to your best players. You got one player on your basketball team? It's a 1-4 offense this season, guys. Yeah. Clear out. Yeah. That's all this is. I can't do it, though. I'm, like, I'm not even trying to be dramatic. These one-off games, these primetime games, they have been just so abysmal. They've been so bad. Yeah, you got to start. I mean, I know you could flex games starting in the second half of the season. I think this is the first one you could have flexed out. The second Aaron Rodgers tore his Achilles. Yeah. You should have been on the phone with the NFL. It's like, we're getting rid of every Jets game. We got to get these guys off of television now. There were some super good games. The Lions and Chargers game, that's a good football game. Sure. You got me. Seahawks and Commanders was pretty good. There were... Five games that ended with a field goal as time expired. The first time that's ever happened. And not a single one of those were on primetime television. We had to watch this dumpster fire. Sunday night football last night was worse than Sal. And that's saying a lot. I don't think so. I disagree. <laughs> no, no, I don't think so. Dan, yeah. you go. Don't say his name. I hate yeah. him so much. Yeah, we're not going to use that name. Cow- we're going to say salt in Spanish. Cowboys looked in- just incredible. It, it is wild to me how I can get fooled by them by a bad game. We called it at the beginning of the year. They look like world beaters. They got talent at every position. 
Tommy DeVito sucks. I mean, that sucks for him. That sucks for the Giants. Couldn't happen to a better team, though. They're they're not for me. They're not for your boys. I'm a big I'm a big Cowboys backer right now. Good on Cooper Rush for getting into the game, getting his one turnover of the season. It is. It is this. It is the Cowboys to lose. That's what I'm trying to say. I think the Giants had something like 26 yards of total offense in the first half. It was like 16 yards passing and 10 yards rushing or something. It was pretty brutal. Low-hanging fruit, but Danny DeVito throws for more yards than Tommy DeVito. It's pretty low. Look, this, is what, this is who the Cowboys are. They beat up on bad teams at home. They look like the best team in football. They embarrass the opposing offense, and they run up the score. And then the next week, they go on the road and lose. What was that with Micah Parsons yesterday? Was he not playing? Uh, I don't know. Did he have an ESPN hosting job or something that he was that took precedence? To I'm just it's this team. If they can get like everything, it's not football, right? Because like, I feel like for no reason, all the time. There's, hey, we're going to grab a weird outside influence, or, hey, we're going to do whatever. Just keep super focused inside of the lines. You can beat every team that comes up in front of you. Every single time. Well, I mean, this is this has been going on all season. Cowboys beat up the Giants week one in their home, and then they have a big win against the Jets at home, lose to the Cardinals on the road. Then they beat up the Patriots at home, lose to the 49ers on the road. Beat up the Rams at home, lose to the Eagles on the road. Beat up the Giants at home. Now they got to play the rookie Bryce Young and the Panthers on the road next week. I'm taking the Panthers and the points no matter what the spread is. The Cowboys are garbage on the road this year. I don't I I hear you, and it can't stay that way forever. And This is the one where it changes. Carolina doesn't have it. They're not the business. This is why the Cowboys are good enough to win double digits every single year, make it to the playoffs, and lose every single year. The reason Carolina doesn't have it is because they don't have C.J. Stroud. Yeah. That guy has been a beast. Yeah, he's the truth. They're going to be kicking themselves on that one for the next 10, 12 years. Well, he showed it yesterday, and we'll talk about that whenever we get back. It's two men on. Live from Howie's Sports Page. Hanging out all night, Monday Night Football, free glizzies to follow, halftime giveaways. You know how the raffle works. We've had a lot of friends showing up on Mondays, so thank you so much today for doing that. Also, you can catch, or excuse me, also here on Monday nights, if you're enjoying it with your friends, bring a new friend. Bring a new friend. We'll push two tables together. Like We'll have a lot of fun with it. It's two men on, 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Back live at Howie Sports Page. Yeah, we are, baby. The Houston Texans are better than the Cincinnati Bengals. That's kind of the end of the segment. Oh, well, well, well. All bow down to the Oracle. King Nostradamus told you on Friday that the Texans were going to beat the Bengals, and wow, wow, wow. What happened? I agreed with you immediately. You did not. I said You said the Bengals were going to win in a blowout. I did not. Jerry, Jerry, give us that yeah. audio. Uh, yeah, yeah. An audio. Thank you. Not uh, you mean the text mans versus did the I not, Ben gals? Did I I'm not just, email you to pull Fred's quote on the Bengals on Friday? I'm sorry. There's, I, I must. Have, I didn't hit send. Luke, yeah. you sat down with me before the show and you said, "Good picks this weekend, loser." 
<laughs> I don't know what my picks are. Uh, your boy hit a parlay this weekend. You did? Through through the magic of degenerate gambling. Yes. I made $20 magically turn into $188. What are you going to do with it? With the help of C.J. Stroud. Hear me out. Let it ride. I'm going to let it ride, let Bubba. It ride. You know that. That's free money. I'm playing on house money for the rest of the year. What you talking about? I want the Texans to not be good. I have zero interest in them. Okay. They don't have anything enticing about them. Just, have... just because they have a stupid team name. Yes. And they got ugly jerseys. Correct. And a below-average stadium uh-huh. with some of the worst fans in all of sports. Doesn't mean there's not something to root for there, Fred. I just like rooting for them against teams that people like. Huh, yes. That's my new that thing. They get some points to me just for letting Deshaun Watson go. I mean, oh, sure. back in. Good call. <laughs> yeah, no, they get some points there just for that. Yeah, after they helped him with his cover-up for so very long. Well. Exactly. Let me swing it the other way <laughs> yeah. and remind you they bought him a hotel room to commit some of these atrocities. Oh, I just hate him so much. Yeah, all, but C.J. Stroud's awesome. I like that kid. How C.J. Stroud get his offense to 550 yards? Are you joking? Uh, single-handedly? Like with no help whatsoever. Well, the run game was pretty good too. I mean, if, can we have a real honest moment? Yeah, because you got to play a dime defense every single play against that kid. Anybody could be a running back. You think he's CJ Dime Stroud? Yes, I do. No, he is that good. Single-handedly breaking the Ohio State quarterback curse. Yes, there are zero. He's only thrown two interceptions the only- in ten games. The only good He's a rookie the only on a crappy team. Ohio State quarterback ever is Johnny Utah. Duh. We all know that. Talk about this all the time. He's the GOAT. He's the one. What about Kurt Herbstreit? Isn't, that where, isn't that where Shane Falco played, too? It is where Shane Falco played. See, I'm, i got to give some to Footsteps Falco there. Hey, never seen those guys in the same room. You right. know? Interesting. <laughs> footsteps is not a compliment nickname, guys. That's a... No. Uh-huh. That is a... Yeah. It's a dig. That's bad. Uh, did not do... Been I do very well there. C.J. Stroud is that dude. Texans should not be this good right now. C.J. Stroud should not be this good right now. Yeah, I buy that. They don't have the roster. They don't have the talent to be a 500 team. C.J. Stroud is doing this all by himself. 500-yard game, 400-yard game, 390-yard game, back to back to back. This dude is the real deal. He is putting together one of the best rookie quarterback seasons in the history of the league. Yes, I said it. No, oh, it's impressive. Real question, and I know we're too many days out in front of it. I mean, he could set the all-time single-game passing record against the Cardinals next week. If Kyler Murray wasn't running around like a maniac for an hour, eating up the clock, maybe. <laughs> Just huck it. Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray running from sacks is going to eat way too much clock for C.J. Stroud to set a record. Just the Benny Hill theme music playing as he runs around. <laughs> but uh, yeah, D'Amico Ryan, is a, is a, I mean, they got a rookie head coach, rookie quarterback, yeah. young team, and they just seem to be buying in. I mean, it, Well, D- D'Amico Ryan was so in love with the idea of getting that job that he didn't take other jobs beforehand. Yeah. Like, he could have had opportunity elsewhere before, but he was like, get rid of Deshaun Watson. Check. I'm in. Yeah. And it's got to be down to him and Tomlin for coach of the year, I think, because... What Tomlin's doing in Pittsburgh with a not good football team to keep winning is impressive. I think I'm mad that I didn't take the over on them at the beginning of the year. What was it, eight and a half? If 
They're going to get 10, 11 wins. They're sure. gonna, yeah, that's it. They're, they're going to Tomlin their way to a winning record again. Yeah, why would you bet against Tomlin having a losing record when he's never done it ever? Yeah. Ever, ever? Ever, ever. Also, I got Dan Campbell. Well. Yeah, give me Dan Campbell. Yeah, coach I mean, of the year? A pretty good race. Yes. Absolutely. Maybe you guys haven't, like, prepared yourself for what's going to be the resurgence of the New England Patriots. <laughs> okay. Nah. That ain't happening. They're so bad. Belichick was the coach of the year the, when Sal was born. That's, that's, <laughs> that's how long ago. That's how long ago that he was good. Your Packers stole it from you. That's the that's the big oh, Thank you, Jerry. There's Your Packers had it There's stolen Kyler from Murray them. running from sacks. We'll go into that at length whenever we get back. It's two minutes on ninety five point nine FM and AM six ten. Live from Howie Sports Page, where we're watching Monday Night Football, doing halftime giveaways, glizzies galore. Come come feast on the fellowship. The sports animal. I didn't recognize this rejoin music. This is Jerry doing it in his own. Welcome back. Yeah. Is this also like the ska version of Kyler Murray running for his life and eating a bunch of clock? Is that what you're doing there, Jerry? Yeah, a little bit. I'm just doing a little freeform this afternoon. Thank you. Kind of fun that it's your first day. (laughs) And last day, maybe. But uh, why I despise you? Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> go to hell. Oh, oh, that's so good. It Thanks for bringing that back. Live oh, forever. You're a hero. Did you turn that into a hotkey? Jerry's cutting yeah, underneath the uh, cutting up commercials. What a dude! I'll be driving around one day, listening to you guys, and hear that. And like, I was there. I was there. <laughs> Aww, <laughs> memories. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. From two men on, we're told to go to hell. <laughs> Ugh. Give me some time. Yeah, God. Let me enjoy this place yeah, first. Some, so, yeah. There's a whole lot of things we haven't done. I've never been to Cedar Point. <laughs> what's, what is that? That's not the one you don't. thought that was a good one. I was about it. Did, uh, did you guys have it stolen last night, Green Bay fans? <laughs> <laughs> Let me, um, <laughs> before we really talk about this football competition, let me tell you about the pitfalls of gambling. <laughs> Coming into that game, I thought this, what I've seen from Jordan Love the last few weeks, I thought the Steelers were going to demolish the Packers. So like any knowledgeable gambler, what's rule number one? Don't bet against your own team. Me being a Packer slash Jaguars fan this year, me being a Packers fan historically, you don't bet against your team. But from what I've seen from Jordan Love, I just thought Steelers minus two and a half was the smartest play all weekend. So that aforementioned parlay that I won included me betting against my own team. So I had to be the worst person on earth rooting against my team as they're going towards their own goal line to try to win a game that I thought they had no chance of coming out on top on. I had to sit there and prioritize my own finances, my own horrible diet gambling addiction over the love of my own football franchise. It was a bottom shelf moment in the history of sports van that I will never forget. I despise you. No. You you want to tell me to go to hell? I hate you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, that one hurt. 
That one hurt so bad. I won my parlay. Was it a lateral? <laughs> yeah, that was a bad yeah. call. I mean, I'm not saying. I'm just saying, boys. Was it a lateral? Is this the worst that NFL officiating has ever been? Oh, um, are you talking about every year of the planet Earth? Because it's always awful. People are longing for the replacement refs. That's what we say every year. Why are they not full-time refs? I don't understand. I don't get it. Also, bad things happen to bad teams. That's the Green Bay Packers. But I don't get it. Referees should have to answer for their mistakes just like players and coaches do at press conferences after every single game. He should walk out onto the stage right behind that chair and microphone and, and new Gatorade flavor and have to answer the hard questions that everyone else has to. You go out, you take your, you take your zebra skin off, you go put on your civvies, you come out in your, your Cam Newton-inspired outfit, and you get out on stage and you answer the hard questions that everyone wants to know. You ask them about all their mistakes, and you see what was going through their head when they screwed up that game. And the more, I tell you what, the more that they get talking on that stage, mm-hmm. the more you make them answer questions about their mistakes, about their failures, we'll start to learn a lot about the actual practice of refereeing and umpiring. It could, it could humanize these guys to a point where you're like, oh, okay, never mind, I see what happened on that one play. Or it could be like, this guy's garbage. Get him out of here. Well, because part of the problem these days is with a thousand camera angles yeah. and HD and every replay, everybody at home can see it. Sure. And, and you know, you see these calls that go to New York and it takes eight minutes to get a call back and you're watching it once. You go, that's, that's easy. Yeah. With all these angles and all this stuff now, everybody can see it at home. So it just makes the mistakes look magnified that much worse. Yeah. I mean, to piggyback on that, take it to the next level, you need two referees. You need a guy holding the ball that starts and stops the game. You say, okay, guys, you can play now. Blow your whistle. It's time to go. Blow your whistle. The play is over. And you need one more guy to call the penalties. Everything else should be with robots and drones and cameras everywhere. And then a group of these referees up in the booth looking at every single camera angle and picking apart every single play. That's the only way to do it right with all this technology. You just put a chip in the ball. I mean, we saw it. Was it last Sunday? I think I called you. And I was like, why are there fans in the goal line pylons? Because there's so many cameras and computers in the orange goal line pylons to make sure they get every call right. They had to put little, like, computer laptop fans in there to keep it cool. cool. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Fans that blow air, and again, not yeah. like fans that yell expletives yeah. to strangers. Correct, not different those, fans. Not those yeah, fans. different fans. I don't, I don't get. Like you put a chip in the ball or whatever. You already got them on guys. Well, For I, some I, reason, every Sunday I see how fast yeah. a human being runs because you have a chip in the ball. Hey, if it's I good enough that, for your dog, it's good enough for your favorite sport. I think the chip is definitely coming. The only problem is when you get a pile of twelve bodies, fifteen bodies at that goal line, you can't see exactly where the knee went down before the chip or this or that. I mean, there's still going to be issues. We'll go. But now they have those multiple camera angles at the same time where they can see that his knee was down here on this angle and the ball was here on this angle. And so, I mean, they're they're working towards it, but it's still – the ones they miss are, are bad. The like chip obvious. is already in the ball. Yeah. It's already in there. That's, that's the end game. This is where the league is heading. It will happen. 
Like all of this technology will be used eventually. You can't just flip a switch and turn it on overnight and expect the NFL populace to re react in any kind of reasonable way. Like we all know sports fan, you're not going to react to this well if you say, okay, next season we're going to have 136 cameras pointed in every single direction at the football field. We'll never miss a call, but it's going to happen overnight. The, the world will get set on fire. Yeah. You have to take baby steps towards this end goal because if you really want this game to matter and you want all these calls to matter, that's the only way to do it. And just like baseball's trying to do with shaving time off the game, you will shave so much time off the game by not having the challenges, by not having the ref huddles. If you're up and if you have a 100 TVs in front of you and you could see the play at every angle, every single play, and make the right call, it's so much more streamlined and it's so more efficient. And that's what will happen with this game. You just can't wave your magic wand and make it happen overnight. It's to the point now with the officiating to where after every big play, because these teams are so evenly matched all across the board. With every, and also, I'm not going to become the game is fixed, Freddie. Again, that's not what I'm doing. But after every big play. But it is. Right. Yeah. Because what did we immediately do? We go from watching the action on the screen, and we look down at the, at the score bug, and we look for it to turn yellow. Yeah. At the end of every play. Every play. The game is not exciting like when I was a child. The no. game is not exciting as I remember it. The thing I used to love about the NFL which does not exist anymore, and I use this example every time we talk about this, is Brett Favre dropping back and heaving one down the, the right side of the field, left or right on your TV, and Antonio Freeman going down and rolling and kicking and bobbing and, and catching it himself and getting up and running in the end zone, and they call touchdown on the play, and there's no replay. That's it. It was called a touchdown. Yeah. That's the most exciting thing ever. That play happens today. What was that, 96, 98, whatever it was? Right. That play happens today. Oh, we gotta go to the booth. We gotta check it forty-five times. All scoring plays are yeah. under review. Congressional all the... hearings and uh, all, right. all this later, we have an answer that gives us what we knew in the beginning. The excitement of the game is gone. But hear me out. I mean, if you have people in real time watching the play from every single angle, who knows what they're doing, you get it right the first time. You move on to the next play. So we got the best of both worlds. Number one, you get the call right, and you don't lose out on what you're talking about, Fred. That excitement of that big play that's got to be walked back because, oh, we got to look at it from this angle. Oh, we got to huddle up with the referees. Oh, wait, there's another angle coming in from New York. Hold on. Let's go to commercial break. We'll come back while we're looking at it. Can you imagine the delay on the call to New York for the immaculate reception? Oh, yeah. And we're talking 45 minutes of uh, downtime while they're trying to figure it out. And instead, it's just one of those great historical plays. Uh, I hate you, but uh, <laughs> why I despise you, uh, but uh, uh, go to hell. <laughs> the sports animal. <laughs> Back live at Howie Sports Page. What's the deal tonight, Luke? Same as always, man. Good people, free hot dogs, halftime giveaways, more fun than you can handle. I checked how much I tipped the waitress last time when we were here. It was a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> it was a lot. Is that why she showed up in a Tesla? <laughs> <laughs> Broncos and Bills tonight. 
I want to say the phrase should be a good one. I just don't know on this Broncos team. Like, they lose by 70. They lose six in a row. They beat the Chiefs. There's just, there's what with them? Albuquerque, your second favorite team. I got some good news for you. The Bills' defense is decimated. If you're going to steal one, you stole one from Patrick Mahomes with the flu. You could steal another one tonight with the Bills, and the Bills' defense is just duct taped together tonight. So good luck out there, Broncos fans. You got a winnable game. It's not as bad as it looks on the surface. It is as bad as it looks on the surface. It, it should be a blowout. It should be all of those things. Buffalo's favored by seven and a half. The over-under is kind of high at 47. Like, this should be Buffalo puts it on, turns it on, keeps it on, and, and there's no chance for Denver in New York. But for some reason, the Broncos beat really good teams and lose to everyone else. So let me tell you, as a recent parlay winner, oh God. Um, Nostradamus is telling you right now, you want to you wanna bet here? Micah you hides do. out. Bill's money line, Broncos plus the points, and the over. Because that's what's going to happen. It's going to be a high-scoring game, not because the Broncos' offense is that good, but because the Bills' defense is that bad. Josh Allen is going to light it up on primetime, and then Russell Wilson can ju- do just enough against that ragtag defense to keep it a game. They're going to score a lot of points on Monday tonight. It'll be real emotional as Micah Hyde is officially out for tonight's game. DeMar Hamlin playing tonight for the Bills on, Big Monday, deal. Night, wow. on Monday night. Ooh. I think the Broncos. I just got PTSD a little bit. Because we were here. We were right year. here. Yeah, it was a Monday last night year here. when it happened. Yeah. Sitting like right here. Like right here. Like watching. The same time last year, right when it happened. In this building when it happened. And here he is again. Oh, my yeah, goodness. That was a somber night. That was, that was a weird, weird night. Yes, it was. The Broncos are coming off a 24-9 thumping of the Chiefs. I mean, they took the ball away five times. I mean, they, they did not look terrible. That's a weird thing to say about the Broncos. Don't. Okay, that one's a one-off. Patrick Mahomes had the flu. He looked awful. This week. They got the chance to do the exact same thing against an awful Bills defense who is hanging on by a thread. You the, can steal another one, Broncos fan. Get excited. The Bills lead the NFL in turnovers since 2018. I don't know if you guys know that. They have like 100 of them. They, they don't need anyone else to help them out with it. Josh Allen gets that stat by himself. Yeah. He's the most Brett Favre dude since Brett Favre. Play only. Yeah, play on, on the as, field only. As as far as we know, play on the field only. You boys got predictions for tonight? I'll just gave it to you, but I'll give it to you yep. again. I got a high-scoring, close game that the Bills pull out in the fourth quarter. Give me 34-31 I'd Buffalo love, Bills. I'd love to be entertained up until the end of a game. That is the thing I would be excited about on a Monday night because that has not been the truth. Monday night has been for hanging out with the boys at Howie's. It's not been for good football. And I think we might have a combination of the two tonight. Well, Fred, you're saying something right now, and we're so fortunate 
to be able to hang out with the boys mm-hmm. and have fun every Monday right here at Howie Sports Page. Even if the game's garbage, we have an absolute blast We have here. a blast. We have a blast here no matter what. But I think tonight it's going to be close. Yeah. And it's going to be fun. My favorite part of Howie's, Luke, and you can tell me if you're doing this on purpose or not, when we're doing the halftime giveaways, there are people shooting daggers through us when we're drawing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. These uh-huh. 50 fifties. You've never seen people get so upset about not winning a free T-shirt. A free t- yeah, it's yeah. like this, and I love it. People get that into it. It's my favorite thing. I have to have escorts to the parking lot after the game. I mean, to get to my car, it gets a little nutty. I have a security detail. We know you're keeping the swag in your car, Luke. <laughs> Throw me a T-shirt on the way out. All right. I know you have koozies. <laughs> Looks like Fred has a, what is that, a four-pack right a four there? four-pack. We do two two-packs or a four-pack? What do you want to do? Two two-packs or a four-pack, Luke? I will do two two-packs. Two two-packs to Duke City right. Championship Wrestling this upcoming Thursday Beautiful. night at the historic El Rey Theater. That's going to be very good. Van is live from Sadie's with friend of the show, David Weesey Carl. Stoked. Then you're immediately rushing over, skipping Thursday Night Football to attend Duke City Championship Wrestling as we continue. Um, we'll just, just really get athleticism and storytelling. Hey, and by the way, guys, if two two-packs, if two Oregon State and Washington States to Duke City Championship <laughs> Wrestling Tupac's on good. Thursday, yeah, yep. Tupac's, you're nice. welcome. If that's not enough, I also have a 40-ounce Yeti tumbler going into the drawing at halftime. What? Why? You heard that right. <laughs> what? A 40-ounce tumbler. You can pour a whole Mickey's 40 Where did you get into this, this tumbler. A, a golf tournament, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to make it official. I've got a Howie sticker I'm going to slap on the side, and it's going to be the first and only official Howie's tumbler. <laughs> yes, and we will autograph it. It's actually a mashup. Tonight. It's a Howie's tumbler and a Duke City Championship Let's Wrestling. Let's go. Perfect. Summer. See, I'm all about cross-promotion. This is a beautiful thing. I think I have a two-man-on sticker. Now, hold on. If we play our cards right, <laughs> there's a two-man-on sticker going on that sucker, too. <laughs> There's nothing funnier than having. Yep, there bam, we go. baby, there oh, it this is. This is going to be epic. <laughs> the uh, the trip. That's the triple threat. And I'm going to put them on also, just a little crooked. Friend of the show, get here before halftime, and uh, you can put your sticker on the tumbler. Yes, we are. Accepting. It's a forty ounce. There's, yeah. a, there's room for a lot of stickers. There's so many guys that own like a dispensary right now that are like, okay, oh, let's go. I'm on yeah. my way. You know how many stickers I have? Can I bring weed? Can that's somebody drive me? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Hey, call my friend. Yeah. Old Uncle Uber. He'll take you right he'll, here. He'll take you right Van, this is a real story. Last year during Halloween, Robert and I, Robert Gibson, former co-host of this program now on to other endeavors, we were going as the Dudley Boys for Halloween, and uh-huh. we, we needed my WWE championship belt as a Duke City championship belt didn't exist at that time. Uh-huh. Van had it in storage at his home. Correct. Because we had moved the studio, or we were between two studios. We were Correct. Like so anyways, Van had COVID. I had COVID. So what he did was he Ubered the belt from his house here, and the Uber driver calls me and says, this is going to sound weird, but I need you to come to the car and get this belt. Yes. Like, he I, had it in a briefcase, handcuffed <laughs> to his wrist. I mean, it was legit. This, this was a pretty uh, secure endeavor. We took so many pictures that night. If anyone wants to question my problem-solving skills, Let's use last Halloween at Howie's as an example. Thank you very much. Whenever we get back from the break, uh, we say goodbye to our friend Trevor. And we're going we're gonna to talk a little bit about a guy that really helped us here in the industry and really helped the community that he lived in. And it's two men on. 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. 
Uh, we take the last segment of the day to uh, take the last segment. take the last segment of the day to say goodbye to our friend Trevor. Trevor Warnkin, uh, wild dude, interesting dude. So we started radio here in 2019. Is that right? Right. All right. So July of 2019, a lot of inside professional stuff right here. I had moved to town in 2017. I was going to quit radio. I was done. I was out. The the industry was weird. In St. Louis, I had got a little too... Uh, too much fandom. I was a little, I was known by a couple too many. I didn't like it. I just I got some anxiety, so I moved to St. Louis. Or excuse me, I moved here to Albuquerque. I started running a health club. Uh, it's a sports and wellness over here off Wyoming. So that's going fine for me. Uh, I've known you. I've talked about you at length um, to everyone I can. But you are inf- you are a reason that I am okay in life. With that said, you introduced me to a million kind people. One of those people was Janet Harrison over at the Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation. Correct. And what you and I were doing is we were going to throw a single-day, $10,000-ish fundraiser to help juvenile diabetes research. Right. And we are going to do that at the facility that I ran, which was the Sports and Wellness. We are going to do that in a non-traditional way. Right. We did not want to have a golf tournament. Everyone has a golf tournament. Right. We, we wanted to find, and, and we, couldn't, we couldn't get any speed from, like, the disc golf guys. We couldn't get any help from, like, the wiffle ball guys. Like, we had to find, like, that organization that all they did was give, and that was Duke City Cornhole. Correct. Duke City Cornhole and their creator, their mastermind, their Duke City Cornhole itself, Trevor Warnkin, um, was Duke City Cornhole, and he used his cornhole organization – to help every single person he could. We threw a banger of a cornhole event. We're talking hundreds of people over there at the Sports and Wellness. We're talking a ton of money raised for juvenile diabetes research. And then uh, a fast friendship that never went away. And, right. and as Trevor and Duke City Cornhole would host these events for youth teams, and they, would, they, would, they had a little clubhouse over off uh, industry and, and industrial or whatever. Correct. And we would go and we would... Uh, not drink beers inside because that was the rule. Yep. And we would we would throw cornhole and play in stupid celebrity pro am tournaments, and we would laugh a lot. And Trevor, beyond beyond just being like a great dude who impacted everyone that he had any interaction with whatsoever. Friend of the show, he was very vital to us and talk ABQ and two men on the program and you know ABQ Central when we're only doing Saturdays and he he got to know us and he got what we were trying to do he flipped the bill on the show we were accurate we were brokered yes and they were our title sponsor Luke he was he was one of the first people who understood what we were trying to do in sports entertainment. He was one of the first people who understood what we were trying to do for the community, and he completely embraced everything we were trying to do on the program and in the community. And we would not be here without Trevor and a small handful of people who share the same spirit that he did. And I know there's a lot of people out there in the Albuquerque and surrounding areas who are 
they have a big hole in their heart today. And I hope you are taking the time to celebrate his life, whether it's Trevor or someone who's close to you. I know somebody out there, friend of the show, you have that Trevor out there for you. I want to make sure that you know that you need to reach out to them, tell them you love them, and cherish the time that you have with them because time is fleeting and those people will be gone at some time. And hopefully, if you're lucky, it's not as soon or not as young as when we lost Trevor. Colon cancer. Kind of a wild one. Too young. So Trevor was uh, in his 40s. Weird. It's from Peoria. Peoria, Illinois. So, like, I moved here. And, and I grew up in East St. Louis, right outside of St. Louis, Missouri. And he's like, uh, he's like, you're an Illinois guy. And I'm like, I, kind of. Like, I'm a, I'm yeah. a St. Louis guy. Like, I, I mean, that's like if Rio Rancho claims they're not from Albuquerque. You yeah. know, and I'm like, okay. And he's like, uh, he starts naming all these, like, minor league hockey teams and all this weird stuff. And I'm like, wild. Like, you were, like, like so far from where we grew up. And this organization, Duke City Cornhole, which is flipping cornhole, right? Yeah. It's like, where I grew up, it's called bags. It's never called cornhole. So they would, with these youth teams, like your football team or your cheerleading squad or whatever, and they would go, yeah, we'll do, we'll do a tournament. And you're like, okay, like, I'll get some of that money. It was every dollar. Right. It kept zero dollars. And they would run this. Um, you'd always say we'd run these events or whatever, right? We'd sit down and we'd be like, uh, hey, Fred, who do you know? How can you help? Who would be a sponsor or whatever? I'm like, okay, well, we got you. And um, he'd be like, I'd be like, well, Trevor, you're, like, getting taken care of, right? Like, I mean, you're, we would pile these. Um, I know I'm all over the place. We would pile these boards into the back of his truck. He must have had 100 of them, 100 yeah. cornhole boards. I want one, by the way. And I'm like, like, this is tearing up your stupid Toyota truck. Like, get a bed liner. And he would, he'd be like, nah, that's fine. He's like, he's like, people are learning about it. I'm like, people know about cornhole, you turd. They're like, you're not learning about cornhole. He was, he was so passionate about bringing the game of cornhole to as many people as possible in the Albuquerque and surrounding areas. He had people driving in from all over the state, from all over the southwest, to participate in his tournaments. And his reach got so big his passion was so strong he was able to get a professional cornhole event here in albuquerque wow through his effort through his passion he was able and i'm so happy for him and his legacy that that got to happen i believe i wholeheartedly believe trevor hung on long enough not just for his friends and family but to make sure that this event and Duke City Cornhole is represented on the map for national, the National Cornhole League. He brought the first professional tournament here to Albuquerque. He was able to do that. Of course he had help from his friends and family, but his love and his passion got this here, and he was able to see that. He was able to throw bags in this first professional tournament in Albuquerque, and this started years ago. In, a ba in his backyard with a group of friends, right. and he grew at what it is today. And it's just so impressive, all the things that he's done 
for this awesome game that so many people love and how many people he's reached out and helped, whether it's through the charity events that we had a part of or the charity events that he did on his own. So many people were touched and enlightened and helped because of this one amazing friend. And Trevor, you will be missed not only by us, but countless amounts of people. My dad was diagnosed with colon cancer in April. That's what Trevor passed from. Yeah. So I called Trevor and I'm like, this sucks. And he's like, dude, sucks. <laughs> kind of summed it up. We'll come back. We'll wrap up the show. Rest in peace, brother. Love you, Trev. Wrapping up our day at Howie Sports Page. Yeah, baby. Good one today. Hot dogs. Hot dogs are, are being grilled as we speak. Yeah. Did you make the Yeti giveaway cup? I did. How does it look? It's it is perfect. <laughs> There's no way. It does. It's not, no, it's absolutely beautiful. It, it, it is perfect for Howie's. Doesn't have like a. <laughs> okay, good point. <laughs> This place is kind of like the Island of Misfit Toys. What's uh, what's that Midwest saying? My dad, uh, good enough for who it's for. <laughs> there you go. There you go. My dad used to say it's good enough for the girls we go with, and my mom always <laughs> hated it every time he would say that. But and just on a side note, I, that was a beautiful segment you guys did, and, and that's part of the reason that we love working with you guys is because it's always about more than just sports. It's about building relationships and helping the community, and and all the stuff that you guys do outside of this and, and that's why we're proud to partner with you guys and to see the the, the passion that you guys had for this guy and, and i never got to meet him but it, it sounds like albuquerque lost a great one and and uh, i know you guys will continue doing what you can and all that and it's just it's part of the reason that we're so proud to have you guys here every monday and, and i'm happy to be a part of this thank you so much for that luke we know you feel the same way about your friends and your family and your community and and you guys strive to to make this an environment that's welcoming to everyone and a place where a friend of the show like Trevor would survive and thrive and, oh, yeah. and, and meet his tribe. And and I'm really sad today for Trevor's tribe because he built an amazing group of people around him that they've done wonderful things for the community. And I know there's a great group of people out there ready to carry the torch for Trevor and Duke City Cornhole and keep the momentum that he had going and make the organization bigger and better in the future. And the last time we saw Trevor, I'm off the floor with Van and Cornhole, so that's an important thing we need to make sure. Lasting memories. Yeah, just I have that victory over he. I was the triumphant one. I was the righteous one, the better one. I am um, happy. You got that at least, and you got physical proof of it too, as you got a stupid little trophy proving that you and your partner was better than my and my partner that day. I mean, Van and Wendy suck. Everyone knows that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole thing. Luke, thank you for having us at the sports page. Always, guys. Such Van, a pleasure. final words. Tell your loved ones you miss them. Don't wait till it's too late out there, friend of the show. And check out your Monday Night Football recap and everything that else happened in the sports world tomorrow morning on the opening drive with Jeff and JJ. Good job, everyone. GG.